0: Hey, Jen. Hmm. What you doing?
1: Playing zombies.
0: It's time to do a show. Are we really starting? We should. Okay. This episode of Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get me, your host, to draw you something. Logo for your business, ministry, church, or your dog. For pretty darn cheap, check it out. See what I've done for others. See what I could do for you at DrawYouAPicture.com. Also brought to you by GoToMeeting.com and GoDaddy.com. The code pod name one two one can save you money on your next domain name.
1: Geek loves nerd, trying to find something in common since nineteen
0: ninety six. Geek loves nerd, nerd loves geek, at least she did. Late last week, I haven't asked mainly because she's still living here, and that's more than. She has a gold ring I gave her on her left ring finger. It's certified, and that's enough, I figure. And she hasn't figured out I stink. We don't have much in common, just our kids and all right red dress. We get along fine, and that's what I'm impressed with. So join us for our podcast every week. Keep loves her. Yeah. Hey, how you doing out there, people? This is Geek Loves Nerd Show number seventy. Can you believe it? It's a milestone. Such an awesome one. What kind of milestone is seventy? Um, it's the October. I didn't know what else to say. October <laughs> okay. came out. This is um, this show's brought to you the week of March second, two thousand ten. And uh, I'm James. I'm the geek. And I'm Jen. I'm the nerd. That's right. And don't you forget it. I'm the nerd in October. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, a fifty is a what? Half centennial? What do they call it when you're fifty? Your golden anniversary? Um, But we we passed that so long ago. Yeah,
1: but that's in years, not in episodes.
0: But the way we release episodes, we could call it years. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we've done pretty good this year, though.
1: Um, but usually you hit it 75, not 70.
0: Hey, I got something to tell you people. What? This show, not you. I'm not oh. talking to you. Don't listen. <laughs> this show is uh, actually recorded right after 69. I'm 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 going to be out of town next week. And so Jen and I are doing two in a row for you. Okay. So if you have emailed us about Fireproof and you don't hear your stuff read, that's why. I just want to let you know. We'll
1: don't be hating.
0: Don't be hating. Don't be hating. <laughs> You know, there, there are several phrases, Jen, that we haven't heard since we moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as many of you know, we, we've, we've recently moved to Florida, uh, what I like to call, uh, the St. Petersburg, uh, our community, specifically our church, white world.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of like water world,
0: only more white people. Just white than water. people. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. a, a, an ocean of white people. Um, and we, you know, we were in the hood and, and I'm, I'm, I miss a little of that, like a mm-hmm. lot of it, actually. I mean, just the people. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the phrases we haven't heard at all from anyone since we've been here?
1: Um, going through was one of the phrases. Yeah. Jen,
0: Jen, tell I, them the story.
1: I, I said that. That can be my weekly update. Okay. Uh, somebody was telling me about somebody who who'd had some struggles and stuff, and I'm shaking my head. Yeah, yeah, I understand. They're They're just going through. And I got the craziest look. <laughs> she went <laughs> going through what? <laughs> huh?
0: What are you talking about? And that's about? what people say. Oh, he's going through. Yeah. You know, when you're going through, you know, that kind of thing. You're just having a tough time. So yeah, they they don't know about that one. Another mm-hmm. one I haven't I haven't uh I haven't been told I ain't right. Mm-hmm. I used to hear that all the time. Pastor James, you ain't right. Um, or or I haven't heard you go, mm-hmm. Pastor James. But somebody actually wrote that in the dust on the back of my car one time. I have a picture on Flickr. You go, Pastor. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that at all. Doubt mm-hmm. I ever will again.
1: No, probably unless not. Unless our
0: church suddenly gets diverse. And uh, what else we haven't heard? Um, trifling. Trifling. White folks who listen to the show, you may not know what that means. And they should they should know that term well because everybody at every store we go to, they're trifling. Yeah, Walmart. It's every everybody that's rife. dressed at Walmart, they're trifling. They are. What does trifling
1: mean? Would you tell the folks? It's it's like it, well, it means a lot of things. Yeah, I don't fully understand. But primarily, one of them It's like going to Walmart in your slippers. Yeah, it's just like you trifling. don't care. You're just like you 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 crawled out of bed and you're mm-hmm. at Walmart. Yeah, you don't even know how you got there.
0: Your hair is all jacked up. Mm-hmm. Speaking of jacked up, another way of saying that is boontsy. <laughs> we have not heard boontsy. I've that's heard, bo- Pastor James, that's boozy. I haven't heard that in a long time anyway. Yeah, but still kids say it still. <laughs> mm-hmm. Little kids, elementary kids. So I'm I i kind of miss being hollered at, mm-hmm. you know.
1: So I don't miss some mean people. Like no, them. there's mm-hmm.
0: some mean people in the hood. Yeah. it's not restricted to anyone culture or race.
1: No, there's plenty of mean white people that we will get to experience,
0: I'm sure. So Yeah. But uh anyhow. So, uh, speaking of, of mean white people, oh, yeah, um, we were Jen and I were in the parking lot today.
1: Wait, we haven't introduced ourselves, have we? Yes, oh, okay, welcome to the show. I'm still James. Well, I mean, I didn't even say you, you... said,
0: Jen, I'm a nerd. You no, did, I don't yes, think I did.
1: you did. Okay, I'm going crazy, thanks. <laughs>
0: Let's move on. <laughs> but, uh, so speaking of, of crazy white people, my wife, no. <laughs> Uh, so we're in a parking lot we're trying to go to lunch today Jen and I she comes in a couple days a week to help me out at the church. We're getting out and this old man comes hobbling up to me um, he's got a sweater on and underneath his sweater he has a black t-shirt that is on backwards and inside out. Both the sweater and the t-shirt were I believe his tag there were two tags I saw two tags <laughs> His tag was sticking out like like a medallion around his mm-hmm. neck type of thing. It was just right there. So I knew what I had here was um, some sort of vagabond slash gypsy slash. He did have a car, though. Yeah. And that's why I gave him that. Not hobo, not homeless. He had a vehicle. And he says, um, sir, are you a member at this church? And I said, actually, I'm one of the pastors. And he's like, oh, and he lights up. And he shakes my hand, you know, and all this. And I thinking, oh, maybe I've misjudged this guy, whatever, whatever. He goes, yeah. I just came to ask for some help, and you know, a church like this ought to be able to help people. And uh, what else did he say? Just oh, uh, and I was like, well, you know, I was just listening to him, uh huh. And 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 it was fine. He was probably just letting off some steam, whatever. Um, of course, the story was that he had come in, demanded help. The guy, the pastor that sees that was on an errand. No, actually, he was at lunch, Mm -hmm. and they told him he needed to wait. He pitches a fit and stomps off. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it was not our church. It was the guy was a jerk.
1: No, he wasn't willing to wait for help. He wanted someone to hand him something. And so he saw me,
0: and he and he thinks I'm a member, and he's going to dog out. He's going to get all over this member you know, me, about the church, finds out I'm a pastor. So anyway, he suddenly goes from being very friendly and shaking my hand to suddenly saying, you know, there's going to be a curse. And as soon as I heard that, I don't know, non-church people don't know, but cursing things is like a favorite pastime of jerk Christians. Mm. Um, they, they like to curse things. In the
1: South, I would say. Yeah, it's
0: mostly in the I've South. I've never heard it any other and, time. And, and in their opinion, it's a, per, it's a spiritual thing that you do when you're really, really mad and you want god to squash him like a bug mm-hmm. it is totally counter forgiveness it is counter love it is against everything it's not real christian no not at all and that is exactly what i started to yell at this guy i don't know mm-hmm. that i yelled i definitely raised my you voice that quite though. stern i did and i says i am not going to sit here and listen to this i'm not going to sit here and listen to you cuz he had he had, he greeted me as a reverend evangelist pastor mm mm-hmm. mhm Okay, and I'm like, yeah, you got your shirt on inside out and backwards. You ain't the pastor of nothing but the trash can,
1: <laughs> or maybe his car.
0: Yeah, you're the pastor of your vehicle. <laughs> you are Reverend Driver.
1: He was, yeah, he wasn't all there. You are
0: Reverend Driver's side, mm-hmm. driver's side assembly. <laughs> That's where you go. <laughs> but anyway, it took me a while to get to a good joke. Uh, it wasn't that good. But I, I immediately said, I'm not sitting to listen to this. Um, I said, You come here for. I said, You ain't no evangelist. If you did, you'd have a good message for us, not some sort of curse you're calling down on my church. I was mad. I went, I love this church. I ain't going to let nobody curse my church. No, that was wrong. For the love. Not that it would have had any bearing anyway. And it's funny because our devotion this morning, it was a paraphrase of, of one of the Proverbs, and it mentioned um, that, that a that a curse called down the wrong person all, never falls where it's intended, mm. and I and I remember thinking at that moment it falls probably on the person that gave it. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, this guy needs to just back up, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I told him. I'm like, I'm not letting this just you need to walk. <laughs> you no, know,
1: you told him to walk. Like an old man, and you're like, just he was a
0: jerk. And and here's my thing: here's my thing, that guy gets away with that. He goes to churches, Christians that are too stinking nice to tell somebody the way it ought to be. And that guy got told, he needed to get told. You read the New Testament, not that I'm Peter or Paul, but you either. I told my wife, I said, Back then, you didn't run over a Christian, you either killed them or you started hanging out with them and believing what they believe, but you did not run over them. Because if you jack with them, you, you know, you didn't touch God's anointed. And, and you know, the Bible tells us to be harmless as doves, but it also says be wise as serpents. And I think sometimes we fall to being this uh, this sloppy agape thing where we just mm-hmm. love everybody to the point that nobody respects us anymore. Yeah. And by God, I'm not going to let somebody call down some sort of stupid half-butted curse. The last thing I heard him say is, I'm getting in my car after I told him to walk, just walk. <laughs> I know like step Get to stepping <laughs> uh, It was He said something about Ichabod I'm like mean? What's a headless horseman have to do with this
1: <laughs> That's what I was thinking
0: <laughs> But
1: you know He just Oh that chafed well, me And I didn't even recognize him at first But he had been yelling At the receptionist hmm about that, the,
0: one of the nicest ladies in the church and pregnant. And
1: all she was saying was that that she couldn't do anything. He, that he had to talk to Pastor Tim, yeah, and yeah. Tim didn't happen to be there. Don't ugh, ugh. and and he he was yelling at her that that he was a pastor and he drove all the way from Oregon, and and um <laughs> to get some gas money <laughs> because I was kind of listening, thinking Oregon did did a pastor. You know, Tim, did he hire him? You know, is he? Because I didn't see him up close. If I'd seen the clothes, I, I would have yeah, been tipped yeah. off. But I'm thinking, is this a guy coming in? You know, did, was he supposed to be put up in a hotel? No, I mean, because that yeah. ain't how
0: we roll. No. And, you know, we help people, man. I, I could I could tell you stats of people that this church helps. It helps almost everybody that comes. But if you come in with a big chip on your shoulder and you're not willing to change and our money's not going to actually help your soul, we're not going to do it.
1: Well, and and there's a procedure, and every just about every church, at least every church that's smart it has, a brain. Has, has a procedure yeah. because it, w- churches don't just stand at the door handing out cash. Yeah, you'd
0: be inundated anyway once word got and around.
1: People are already in. I mean, churches are already inundated with people yep. asking. Yep. So, yep.
0: but I the only thing I might have said slightly out of line, but I don't think so. Was I'm like, you want to uh, like you act like we don't owe you nothing. <laughs> Yeah, you just so told him. I, I just don't get that. You would never go to an insurance company or a hospital or call on a curse on
1: Walmart. And just they don't give walk you free in money. and say,
0: "Yeah, can you help me?" and then mm. and then and then be like all miffed like they owed you. Mm-hmm. But a church, you will do that. And you know why? It's because people think we're stupid. Yeah, and for for all in all, most of the time it, we it, give him every reason to believe uh, that, and it
1: must have worked for him in the past exactly. that if he bullies somebody enough, he'll get what he wants. Yeah,
0: I don't put up with that mess.
1: Here's twenty bucks, he'll just go away. And, and, and you know, <laughs> I
0: I just uh, you know well anyway. But I swear, later on after we got through eating, um, there was there was an old man in a truck on the side of the road, and I always try to stop and help folks, and I even pulled over. And then I I I never get this way. I never feel anything, but I felt like I shouldn't do it. And we looked. It, it, I'm almost positive it was that dude.
1: And you think he was probably trying to hustle.
0: Well, he was either, his truck had died or he was using it because it was just precariously parked half in and half out of mm-hmm. the, he wasn't making an effort to try to get it out of the lane. I think he was trying to pull to fish for somebody to come over, and then he was going to tell this sob story. He was using his vehicle as a net.
1: <laughs> it's
0: and I think that's why I just kind of got a weird vibe about it. And I never Could get be. that. So I yeah. sound like a spiritual crazy person. But anywho, yeah, that was just weird. And just don't don't be coming to my church calling down curses. <laughs> you will get yelled at. <laughs> Speaking of getting yelled at, this episode of Geek Loves Nerds brought to you by GoToMeeting. You know, face-to-face business meeting with clients and colleagues is always going to be important. But business travel is a hassle and often a complete waste of money. Um, and coming to my church and and having an attitude and asking for money is a complete waste of time. See, that dude should have saved himself some time driving all the way from Oregon. <laughs> he should have used GoToMeeting. He should have used GoToMeeting. Travel less and beg more. With just a <laughs> click, you can host sales presentations, training sessions, product demos right from your desk. Get into the 20th century, 21st, whatever it is. to Meetings just $49 a month for unlimited online meetings. Host five meetings or 500 for a low flat rate per month. 500 meetings, people. Wow. I'd pay to do that. Plus, voice over IP and phone conferencing is included free. Um, you can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. But you must visit GoToMeeting slash podcast. That's GoToMeeting.com slash podcast for a free 30-day trial. Also brought to you today by Dean Piercy. And I'm going to try to say this right. Dio my and a memester in the forums. Fiam. Fame. P-H-A-M. Fam?
1: I, I don't know.
0: I'm, I'm assuming that's a soft P. Ham. It could be ham. I wasn't good at phonetics. Thank you, Memester. Thank you for having a, a username that I can pronounce. I'm sorry. White people butcher any name that's not Sam, Billy, Richard, or K. Or James. Or Skippy. miggy all right. Um, we had a very uh, main topic today is we're going to talk about college. We're talking about the transition from home, high school to college. So this will be like the college people episode.
1: Wow, we'll like pull in the young.
0: No, friends. I well, I think it'll be a, a resource kidding. for people that are sending their kids and and want oh. somebody besides their own parents to tell them a thing or two.
1: We've we've actually pulled in the old
0: older people.
1: We're sending their kids to college.
0: <laughs> what are you worried about demographics for sorry anyway it, it came from joanna and she says this hi james and jen i'm getting ready to leave for college in the fall see this is a youngster okay you said youngster that's a skippy it's a youngin um anyway i'm uh, october uh i'm getting ready to leave for college in the fall and it's been on my mind a lot recently imagine that yeah senior year is stressful it is. You remember when it got serious? I mean, your junior year, you're still playing around, homecoming, blah, blah, blah. Senior year, somewhere about that three-month mark, you're like, holy crap. It's all ending. Life's starting. I was excited. I was scared. Get done. Oh, really? So yeah. you had a future, though. I
1: hated high school, too.
0: Uh, I did, too, but I didn't have anything better waiting for me on the other end well, of it.
1: Well, and I'd already been accepted to college and knew about the scholarships by the time. I don't and like
0: you anymore months it all worked out but still my old self is mad at your own self <laughs> okay okay well anyway she says i'm going to a christian college and i know james obviously went to a christian college too why what what because you're a because i'm so christian <laughs> i'm so holy i was wondering if you guys could share stories about life at college what you majored in your biggest college mistakes and how you transitioned from high school to college and college into not college Thanks, Joanna. So she's asking a lot more than I originally thought. I, I should have really read this. But uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about college now. Jen and I did have two different experiences with college. I went late, late in life, and I didn't. Finish. Makes it sound like you were fifty. <laughs> well, you know, I did eventually go to college, uh, but I didn't finish either. No, life, life hit me in a different way, and, and we went off and did an internship. Jen went straight from college. Everything was paid for. It was a road paved with gold, and she's had every awesome privilege known to man. She was born with a silver spoon in her mouth. I
1: had to work in college. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was trying to keep squeezing as much crud as I could before a you started yelling at me. A silver spoon in my mouth. Yeah, my gold, life gold, gold-plated oh. silver spoon.
1: I thought people who got fruit roll-ups just whenever were rich. <laughs> <laughs> I did two, I
0: did two juice boxes. Yep. Oh, no, I wasn't juice boxes. It was juice bags. No, there was juice Capri boxes. Capri Sun. I didn't know no juice There box. was
1: high C juice boxes. I never had a juice box. They, never. I, I went over this girl's house. To this day, I've never had a juice box. In third grade. And her mom gave us a juice box and a fruit roll-up. When you
0: were it, in third grade, I was in middle school.
1: Yeah, well... I thought these people were like filthy rich.
0: I, I couldn't even fathom whole juice box. Okay, little so little college. College. Okay. Um. Okay. So yeah, I did go to a Christian college. Let's get my junk out of the way, I guess, or some my story. I thought this episode was about me. It's it always is, but okay. But okay. I'm related to you, so my story counts a All little right, bit. All right, let's do the boring part. Go on. Okay, so yeah, I went to college for a year my My experience is much more genuine. And it was a Christian school. All I want to say about the Christian school part, and that's all I've got to to really add, is that Christian schools are are good, okay? But not everybody there is uh, Christian. and they're and, or they're not your version. So be prepared to have your bra- your brain smashed open. And in many ways, it's going to be really good. You're going to get some professors that are going to challenge you and really help you to think outside the box. I would say be open minded to some of that, because if you, especially if you've gone the whole the same church your whole life, they're going to talk about things like uh, Adam and Eve might have not been real, might mm-hmm. have been a story. They'll they'll say uh, Jonah might have been a story, not a real yeah, thing. they
1: they always grab on
0: Jonah being a story. Yeah, cause and,
1: and, they say that they don't have historical proof of right. a big. Changed happening like they did it did in Nineveh, which
0: yeah, because Nineveh was a was the you know the <clears throat> Syrian army was massive, and there's tons of history. There's nothing about Jonah and the entire Nineveh turning around. But <laughs> did you know Nineveh? Backwards? Stop it, <laughs> stop it! I don't even want to go there. <laughs> I uh, see you just now. I got to tell the people because I hate it when I'm listening to podcasts. Uh-uh. And there's an inside joke. I, I I told my wife about how something backwards said heaven. And then, and I was like, no, that didn't make sense. The letters didn't even match up. And then I realized I was <laughs> I telling her something from a dream. And the word changed, obviously, when I read it backwards. So I felt stupid. I was like, that was a dream. And now that I'm thinking about it, I was reading Nineveh out of a phone book. <laughs> so There's okay.
1: a lot of people with that last name, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Sorry.
0: Uh, so uh, anyway, Christian College, just there are people that are there for the right reasons. And then there are just loser people that were raised in church that don't really like God and their parents made them go. And then there's there's pastors that you've met, like pastors that are really stuck on themselves, like future televangelist type people, except they're young and they've got more energy and they think they're they're just as cocky as all get out. So all of them are there. Okay. They're all there this is where they get their start but there are some really great people and uh, really great professors and there are there are things that will change your life but people are still people if you go to a Christian college thinking everything's just gonna everybody's gonna float around on clouds and just be smooching each other all day uh-uh. there's people that sneak out people that sneak in late you know there's there's drama um, there's buttheads and racists and and you know sensitive people and I mean they're all there. Because really, the only difference between us and, and, and people that don't go to church is, uh, well, besides the fact that we go to church, is we get forgiven for our junk, and we try to—everybody tries to improve their life. Uh, we, we just, uh, we've just been forgiven, and we've accepted a higher power, and we have a little bit of help, actually a lot, so— not perfect. It's not a perfect experience. Jen went to a historically Christian school. So talk it about was that.
1: Actually, I found out later. Very loosely affiliated with. Um, can I say that? Yeah, I don't think it's. But, it's loosely affiliated with the Baptist. but I found out later the Baptist, One of the Baptist associations had disassociated. So yeah,
0: Jen went to Mercer, and I went to in,
1: Mercer University in Macon, and um, it um in the U.S. It was not a Christian college. Um, it was actually a, a pretty... Most of the kids who went there were fairly wealthy. I mean, it was a private school, so it wasn't the kind of mixture of people that you get at, at a state school. But um, what was, like, the first question kind of get
0: me going? <laughs> uh, if you guys could share stories about life at college. I thought that's oh, okay. where you, you were going.
1: Oh, okay, I was. Um But uh, I had a really hard time. I had a hard time being away from everybody. I, um, Especially, we were dating at the time, so I had Mm -hmm. a hard time being away from you. Um, I didn't fit in easily there. Uh, It was real heavily towards the Greek um, sororities um, and fraternities, fraternities, and I didn't go that route at all, and so... Are you glad? Well, yeah, because I don't think it would have benefited me, Mm -hmm. but... But I mean, I think 70 or 80% of the people there did it, you know, at least, you know, did the pledge week or whatever. And it was a good way to get to know people, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But um, since I didn't do any of it, it like kind of shunned me from most of the population just because I wasn't in the club or whatever. Right. And um, so I kind of missed out on that. And it just, I had a hard time adjusting. I, I didn't fit well in the school. I guess with the the people and everything. Well, you
0: weren't rich.
1: No, I wasn't rich, and uh, yeah, I didn't didn't do the the Greek stuff, and um, I don't know. It was just really it was not a Christian environment. I kind of thought it might be a little bit right. And like you said, the Christian environment's not perfect. I think they
0: kind of tried to sell themselves that way,
1: Probably. Though. I think it seemed—you know, and mostly I went there because I, it had a good reputation as a place to get a good well, nobody education. Nobody sells
0: themselves to the parents of the potential student yeah, as a party a, school. We're
1: a big drinking school, yeah. you know. And it. And academically, the school was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I did—I learned a ton, I am. Um, but, I mean, when you go to college, I mean, I, you kind of touched on it. When you hit 18— You know, you really don't know what you believe, and Mm -hmm. that's part of the reason why Christian schools are not perfect. You know, they're not even as Christian as you would think they would be because you might think you believe it, but wait until you don't have any rules. Wait until you're out of your parents' house and you kind of get to pick.
0: And people make you feel stupid as mess for believing it, Mm -hmm. and the and like it seems like everybody believes that you're stupid Mm -hmm. and what you believe is stupid.
1: And what was really big at uh, my school is it was very liberal, you know, and I'm sure it's more liberal at others, but I think most colleges are very liberal and they, they really pushed this whole free thinking thing and that that there's no absolutes in life basically. And that it's, you know, even, even like I had to, I took like Old Testament or a Bible class and it was, I mean, there was just, it it was kind of like studying the Bible like any other book, but it, there was no religion in it at all. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, but um, uh, what was I, but I mean, you just have to be really careful in college, that that you know what what you believe, because yes. because every bit of it's going to be questioned, and and yeah, I mean, that just like the first week I'm there, you know, the girls, a couple of girls I think threw up in the hallway because they'd been out drinking all night, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't do that, but I mean. It's just what happens, when, and even my roommate, it's kind of a silly thing, but she would, like, stay up all night just because she could. She wasn't even really doing anything, I don't <laughs> think. But then she would want to sleep all day, which was hugely annoying to me because she didn't want me watching TV or whatever because yeah. she's trying to sleep, and it's like she was just staying up just because she could. You know, it's kind of silly, but. um, So, yeah, I had a tough time. Um, I didn't have a roommate that I got along. I didn't... Yeah, I remember. I didn't... She and I just didn't click. We didn't really fight or anything, but just didn't get along that well. Um, But I switched roommates about halfway through the year, and I ended up with a great roommate that... I roomed with her the rest of that year. Because you did
0: make friends eventually. I
1: did. It just And I ended up getting involved with the school paper, and that's where I made friends. So, you know, a big key in there is, is get involved with something. At a Christian school, I don't think you have to worry about the Greek stuff very much. Or if you do, it's like Christian for, yeah. fraternities and sororities, so they're not...
0: Well, and there's drama groups and churches in yeah. the area and stuff like that.
1: But you definitely want to get involved <laughs> real quick. And, you know, if you have a roommate that you just don't click with, change as soon as you can, because it's that makes it really, really hard mm-hmm. to to get going. But um but yeah, it was it was very surprising. It is definitely a place that, you know, I, I don't know at a Christian school if it would have been a lot different. But there, I mean, there there were no rules. Nobody had it seemed like it was a just a world devoid of morals. Mm-hmm. That and and it's like almost the professors kind of promoted that free thinking that you you don't you can do whatever you want. And, right. and everybody embraced it pretty no, much. No,
0: Christian schools have rules. I mean, like, for instance, we weren't allowed to wear shorts in the classroom. I think they changed it recently to where you, you can wear shorts on campus, but just not in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Some schools uh, require you to wear a suit or a, a jacket, you know, and or wow. a tie or something. Um, <clears throat> and there's definitely curfew, mm-hmm. you know.
1: And there was a curfew there, but I, nobody enforced it. Yeah. I mean, there was never... Nobody checked. I would
0: it. I would suggest that you don't get married at Christian college because that seems to be everyone's goal mm-hmm. is to get married as soon as possible. And and sometimes I saw it as a, a a a job move. Like you can't get hired if you're a single pastor, which is not true mm-hmm. any, anymore. And uh, you probably don't want to work at a church that requires you to be married just to give you a job anyway.
1: Yeah, that's pretty old school now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think, you know, when it comes time for our kids to go to school, I definitely want them to go to a Christian school. Yeah. I think the non-Christian—I mean, you know, Christian school, for all its faults, is, is way better right. and has a lot more safeguards in it than a regular school.
0: Well, and a critic would say, well, why would you say that, you know, is, is, isn't your faith, you know, is strong enough to be challenged and all that? And I would say this, your faith's going to be challenged at a Christian school. They're going to make sure you believe what you believe. But there's a difference between being challenged And being ridiculed.
1: Yeah, or being the only one.
0: I mean, well, and I think that's ridicule. I, you know, setting yourself up in an atmosphere that that promotes immorality, it'd be the same as an ex alcoholic hanging out in a bar. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not the place you want to be. So, no, no, I mean, I can, you know, if if your faith is strong, it's going to stand up under anything, but why subject yourself to that when you don't need to? you know yeah. this this obvious lifestyle difference that doesn't line up with your morals at all um it's it's exaggerated it's not real anyway no. it's not it is a place where older teenagers can act stupid mm-hmm. and be rewarded for it and
1: i saw it in um work later you know we always hired college grads and you know they they partied just like they did in college for a little while but obviously a lot less cuz they were working and then eventually once they had kids and stuff they may have wanted to still party but it just
0: yeah they had it, to buckle down and do it yeah
1: and they just had to they had to be home they had to be sober they <laughs> they couldn't just do what they wanted so i mean it it comes back the, the morality comes back a little bit. Yeah. My but. theory
0: is that people get stupid between 18 and 25. Yeah, there's so much. You and if you about can that. avoid that, I think that's the only difference between. I mean, I went through some stupid stuff, but I was just, I was kind of dropped out of my head from, yeah, uh, you, you know, were. I wasn't trained for life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to learn some things. So I never, you know, went smoking and drinking and partying and screwed up my life. And so I screwed up my credit and that was about it. But. You know, I think that's the only reason why you and I have had the life we've had or one of the reasons we didn't have to scrounge, you know, to get just to zero. Mm-hmm. You know, when we started moving our life forward, we we, we kind of started a little bit ahead of some of our peers because, you know, we, we didn't have any big hang ups to try to get through or addictions to break. Yeah. or or we ex-wives or kids out there somewhere you know I, I don't we know. hadn't spent four
1: years partying yeah but, um, and then uh, one thing I will say though that was a big positive in my school and I don't know I, I can't speak for a Christian school because I don't know how it would be but I got a really good education mm-hmm. and it I also got a, a good job coming out um, I was able to pass the CPA exam first time and I think that had a lot to do with my schooling and um, you know I ended up in a good job and it made life very easy for us for me to gone through school to have picked a career that, that I could get a job in, get a good job. And, you know, I've, I've always had that. I'm not working, you know, I do a little bit on the side now, but not a lot, but I mean, I always have that. So getting that done and out of the way before we had kids, before we were doing a lot with our life has been so valuable. You know, it allowed you to go to school while I worked you know, it, it just allowed us to get ahead a lot in life. So definitely, when you go, go with the idea of staying. Don't, yeah. don't quit because you want to get married. Don't quit because you're tired of doing school. Yes. Finish it, if at all possible. It'll make your life easier now, the rest of it. <laughs> she
0: said she was going to a Christian college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming that is a college that is Christian, not just a Bible school. There is a difference and mm-hmm. so for the people other than joanna i want to mention that there's folks that just go to get credentials in their denomination and that's typically a 2 year deal you know maybe a 3 year mm-hmm. maybe not even that and you get some core classes it's all religion based you don't get your math and sciences and and things like that and then there's college so cuz and i'm i'm transitioning because she wants to know what you majored in i majored i was going to major in children's ministry or what was it i
1: think it was youth at the time yeah
0: yeah and and to do it over again i would have broadened that and just been general pastoral Mm -hmm. pastoral um because i wouldn't want to have myself into a certain thing if you know uh plus where i ended up anyway i found out that you know ministry to children is like the easy part (laughs) yeah it's 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 all the Admin stuff and dealing Mm -hmm. with adults—that's the problem anyway. I think I would have been better served by the classes that that would have provided anyway. And then I would suggest a minor um, in something that you can fall back on if if the ministry thing folded or quit or didn't pay. A lot of times it doesn't pay initially; Mm -hmm. it doesn't pay very well anyway. No, so uh, you know, some sort of business or craft. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Devry, perhaps.
1: And, um, I, your degree? to answer her question about mine, I majored in accounting. Um, I didn't minor in anything cause I didn't have,
0: cause gin's all the way or nothing, baby. That's
1: right now. I didn't, I, I got done in three years and I didn't have a lot of extra classes and I didn't see any benefit in minoring. And I still, nobody has ever asked me, why didn't you minor in something? <laughs> it's never been an issue. I'm not a minor. Yeah. But, um, Yeah, I majored in accounting, uh, went through the business school. Now, did you go there to major in accounting? No, I actually went there, I think I started out for either science research or journalism. Yeah. I think either or. Took a couple of science classes, decided, nope. Um, They didn't really have a journalism program there. I did not like the English classes. There were a lot of discussion-based stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, not real concrete.
0: And you took a journalism, I mean, a uh, accounting class almost on a whim or what?
1: Well, I looked at all the class, uh, you know, they tell you, oh, go your freshman year, try out a bunch of stuff, you've got plenty of time. Well, that's kind of a big old lie.
0: Especially when you're trying to get none in three years.
1: So, well, I wouldn't even try then. But I realized after my second, probably by the spring of my freshman year, I'm like, I've taken all these random classes And when I looked at the, I was just in the liberal arts program, the general curriculum. When I looked at all the requirements, I'm like, I haven't even met any of my requirements. Mm. You know, I've been wasting my time, basically. But I happened to to look at the business school requirements, and I had pretty much fulfilled, you know, every class that I'd taken was useful. You know, it had fulfilled everything, you know, something I needed within the business school. So I'm like, okay, I'll do that. So one of the requirements of business was uh, an introduction to accounting. Uh, I was actually going to be a teacher of economics. Really? Yeah. My life
0: I, would have been so different.
1: I took um, I took accounting and economics that quarter, and economics, that was enough for me. There was no way I was teaching that. It's <laughs> some crazy weird things. You have to have the right mind for it. I don't. But you loved? But I loved accounting. It just clicked. And um, so, yeah, I decided, oh, I'll major in this. There you go. Turned out to be a good field to major in because you can always find a job. But,
0: there you go, and it's served us well. God's yeah. been good, and I think that's exactly what that was. Okay, uh, so you majored in that. Your biggest cha- college mistakes. Um, my biggest college mistake is not going right out of high school. I had time, and I didn't do it, and it was it was not completely my fault, but uh, not actually I would say not at all because I didn't know anything.
1: Yeah. You weren't set up to do that. Um, My biggest college mistake, probably, you know, honestly, I wish I'd gone to a Christian college. Yeah. If I could do it over again, I would have picked a school.
0: And I should have gone just to a Bible school instead of (laughs) trying to do the college degree thing.
1: Yeah, because you, I mean, and you ended up going, you know, you... Yeah, You I, said you only got one year, but you really probably yeah, have the equivalent to two, two and a half two years. Two and a half
0: or three, because I've done Bible school classes and blah, 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 you know, since you got then. It. And I've gotten my credentialing and this, and the other, but yeah, yeah. So your biggest prop mistake was what again? I'm sorry.
1: Um, Not going to a Christian school, yeah. I think. You know, if, if there's anything, just the whole experience would have been completely different, mm-hmm. I think. It would.
0: Now, eventually you got out of the dorms and moved— um, off-campus. Off-campus. Would you say that was a plus or a minus? Because it definitely removed you from the remainder of college social life stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, was
0: that a good or a bad thing? As
1: far as having friends at college, it was a real bad thing. Okay. Um, at the time, you had moved up to the same city, and we actually started going to a church somewhere in there and kind of had friends completely outside of college. Right. So it worked out okay. Um if I had still been there by myself, it would have been a terrible thing because I just was disconnected from everybody.
0: I think living off campus your first year would be a detriment. Yeah. To, to your, you need those connections, especially at a Christian school.
1: Hmm. Well, and at any school, I mean, you need to make friends, and you're just not going to make friends because all you're going to do is go to your class and then leave because yeah.
0: you kind of make friends in the dorm. And-, and I did. I lived off campus. Obviously, you know, I was married when I went to school. And we had a house off-site. and yeah, it, it it took me half the year before I even started talking to anybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm not a, I'm not a very outgoing person by default. I know it's hard for people to believe. Nobody ever believes it. But if you put me in a room full of people I don't know, I ain't talking to nobody. I'm the quietest person in the room. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Matter of fact, one of the first people I started talking to ended up marrying my sister. So <laughs> that's crazy. Ugh, that'll teach me. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so let's see. you majored your biggest challenge. Uh, How did, how was the transition from high school to college?
1: The transition.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, as far as the work went, I didn't have a lot of troubles. Um, the biggest problem I had was like, I didn't have a car in college. I didn't like that. Um, I I think I went over it before I had a tough time. I didn't make friends right away. I was very lonely. It was very weird to be away from family. Mm -hmm and just I, I just had a tough time different city you know every, yeah. you everything was different you didn't have your own space because you're sharing a room and you know you had to go to the laundry or not laundromat you went you did your laundry in the dorm but it was just weird and like I didn't know anybody so eating in the cafeteria was a horrible experience mm-hmm. for me but then they they opened. I figured out that they had this like subway on campus that you could use your meal card for and I just went there all the time got my food and took it back.
0: I remember things changed for you. I do I do remember that. It was horrible for a while Mm -hmm. and then things got better. You you started doing something. Working at the paper. There you go.
1: So, yeah. I got to know a bunch of people, <clears throat> yeah, that made a big difference.
0: There was a lot of tears initially, but, uh, yeah, I just, ugh. so would you suggest people hang in there and not quit because oh. a lot of people quit their freshman year for different reasons? Yeah,
1: I definitely wanted to. I wanted to move back home and but yeah, no, I wouldn't have gotten the education I got, and you know, it's just kind of your segue to move on with life, and mm-hmm. you definitely well, my um my aunt gave me some advice that I have always like. Carried with me, it's one of those weird advice things. Is she said, "Give everything three months. Mm. Anything that's new, give it three months, because it takes that long for you to get get used to, you know, any any new experience." And I mean, that's we've been here three months. Yeah.
0: Everything but marriage. I'm committed to giving this thing at least a hundred years.
1: A <laughs> hundred years. Okay. Yeah. And if we that don't works. make it, we don't make it. <laughs> yeah. But after a hundred. Yeah. We'll reevaluate. Yeah.
0: So, um so what about college to not college how, do, how about that transition on the other end of it going um, going into the work life the work field
1: I thought that was easier because I had worked while I was in college so having just did you work, do
0: a, did you do an internship or or you know because I know you worked at a florist during college but were you doing anything in the field before you graduated yeah
1: the my senior year I did an internship. Um, that I was hoping would lead to a job, but it didn't end up leading to a job, but I got a job somewhere else. Um, but it gave me some experience. Um, and then I did different bookkeeping type jobs. That, um, I only did part time though, while I was in school. Okay. Can
0: to, I tell a story on you though? What's the story? Mm-hmm. All right. So I called Jen one time after she's, she, I think it was at this internship thing. And she's the big wig now. She's working at an accounting firm and I'm printing t shirts. I
1: was working at a church place or something. I was doing bookkeeping. Anyway,
0: she, no, you were doing something important. And I said, <laughs> What are you doing? And she goes, <clears throat> I'm doing business. <laughs> and I was like, Well, well. <laughs> I said, Okay, what kind of business are you? I was genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. What, what could promote this kind of pride to looking down your nose at me? the lowly t-shirt printer
1: i bet we were talking on landlines too probably (laughs) because we 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 did did not not have
0: cell phones phones until we moved to kansas city so that was less than it was like nine years ago yeah all right so yeah we're talking on on a phone and uh and and i'm like what what are you doing what what's this business and finally she wouldn't tell me she wouldn't tell me i was so curious i'm like dang what's so secret i need to know the secrets she says i'm picking up chicken for lunch for these people and i'm like oh Chicken business. Mm -hmm. So the chicken business became a a, a little catchphrase in our home for quite a while.
1: Yeah, you thought it was much funnier than I did. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because she was trying to front, and she was doing Uh, chicken business. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But she did become a big wig. Mm, took a long time. No, it didn't. You rose to the ranks. You impressed everyone that you bumped into. Mm. I thought you were so awesome because you are in this. You were in this field where these old men, you know, pretty much dominated it. And here's this young girl coming in. You'd go into this bank and they'd look down their nose at you and they they'd kind of blow you off. And then after you did one day of work or something, they just they just thought you were the awesomest thing in the world. They'd give you potatoes and stuff.
1: Except for the banker in Rich Hill. Yeah, he never, was a jerkwad. Never
0: did win him over. He was a jerkwad. But the rest <laughs> of the world thought Jen just was awesome. All these old, stodgy old men, they just thought she was something else. Because she was smart. She impressed them. She blew their socks off with her just her skill. My raw and, skill. And that is amazing. I faked it. Awesome. I don't care if you faked it. If you faked it, you fake good. <laughs> you suck you're great. So, yeah, Joanne, I hope that answers all your questions. Any other random tips you can think of for college peoples? Um, We pretty much covered everything.
1: Make sure you know how to do laundry. Don't get any
0: tattoos.
1: Don't take out any credit cards. Don't
0: stretch out any parts of your body that won't grow back.
1: Yeah, leave the ears alone.
0: Oh you want to get a job. Yeah, for real. If you're going to get a tat, get it on your toe. I know we're old, but just don't. Seriously, I love tattoos. I think they're awesome. I've never gotten one because I'm a perfectionist and I don't trust tattoo artists. But seriously, Jess, you are assuming that your taste right now will last you for the rest of your life. And it won't. It won't. I'm telling you. I love Buzz Lightyear. I've loved him for... 16 years now or so. Well, no, it's only been since 96, so almost 14 years. I I would love a Buzz Lightyear tattoo. Not going to do it. Because they could redraw that sucker, and he'd look so dang cool, and I'd be like, I still got old Buzz.
1: Plus, you'd be 60 with a Buzz Lightyear tattoo, and that's just dumb.
0: Yeah, but it would be on the inside of my lip. (laughs) So not so bad, right? I don't know.
1: Don't ever get that mustache tattoo on your finger. That's the dumbest (laughs) thing I've ever seen.
0: Uh, I got less problems with that, though. At yeah. least you could hide that. You could shake somebody's hand and they wouldn't see it, you know, because it's going to be on the bottom side of your finger. It's
1: just so dumb, though. Tell
0: them <laughs> about the website that we're talking about. Since we're doing product reviews now, um, what's the what's the product of the day? It's a website that you found. Um, it's
1: I think it's called What White People Like.
0: Yeah, let me look it up while you tell them about it real quick.
1: Um, do you know where I got it from? Uh-uh. Christian Sudris. Uh,
0: oh, cool. Yeah, he, uh,
1: he past- put it up on uh, Facebook. StuffWhitePeopleLike.com. Funny stuff,
0: yeah. Let's so tell them about it. What, what is it? I mean, it's it's just it's a
1: big parody on, on just the silly it, it's things. It's apparently
0: written by a person of color. I don't know what, what, uh, what person I
1: thought it was written by a white no, person. it's
0: written by somebody on the outside looking in, okay. uh, and just and if they're not, then they're genius because uh, they're talking about white people love uh, uh, pea coats and.
1: It is funny, girls because with bangs. They and have a great insight to some of these white people things.
0: Being offended—that was my yeah. favorite one. Yes, it was <laughs> because the only people I've ever had. The point he makes is that white people love being offended, not because you can offend them. they' you can't offend a white person. They become offended for other people. Especially, uh, especially like, other races. Yeah. And that is the so the case. At, uh, nobody's listening at NLCast.com, my other show. I, I made a, a comment one time at Disney World how I walked in front of these Asian folks with cameras taking pictures. And I felt, uh, you know, I just I just casually mentioned that. And somebody, some white dude just rails on me. You racist. I can't believe you would bow to that stereotype. And I'm just thinking, dude, they, they, just, they were there and they had cameras. And if, they were taking if pictures. If they had been pygmies, I would have said pygmies, a bunch of short black dudes with cameras. <laughs> cameras were taking pictures, so and and it's just it's so insane and I've never had, you know, I did this whole thing on Europe one time, because it's mm-hmm. a European thing, and I made fun of some Europeans and Norwegians and all this, and and you know, the Norwegian would email me, and oh, that was so funny, oh. and white people are just, I can't believe that you're a racist against Europe, and I'm like, so Europeans are race now? <laughs> whole, you don't even know.
1: The whole continent. <laughs> but yeah, white
0: folks, man, they are so sensitive about other people, yes. and I guess it's how, and, and he goes off on this, it's so funny, so mm-hmm. when you go to the website, click on the full list of stuff white people like, and and just read these articles. It's great. What's what's great is camping. I love the one on camping. <laughs> camping from from outside of the white world, uh, yeah, doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. It is
1: funny too because one point they bring up is you know the big thing you always hear is it's so much cheaper. And it's like no, it isn't Uh -uh. because all the gear. Yeah, and and white folks got
0: to buy the best stuff. Oh yeah, it's got to look new. It ain't. ain't, They don't
1: make Bass Pro Shops for. for, uh...
0: Yeah, because everything's cheap. Mm -hmm. That that, that aquarium don't come cheap. No. (laughs) In the Bass Pro Shop, yeah, this ain't the tent that you drug out when you was a Boy Scout. You know, Mm -mm. this ain't Follow Me, boys. This is, no, this is, is
1: like five thousand dollars worth of stuff, so you can pay forty bucks or ten bucks a night to camp. Uh, just just go to a hotel. But yeah, it says something like a uh, uh, most people only do this if in the event of an emergency crash landing or something. I love
0: number sixteen on gifted children. <laughs> oh yeah, because all white kids are gifted.
1: One hundred percent of white kids 100%. are gifted.
0: <laughs> there hasn't been a non-gifted child since nineteen sixty nine.
1: And then it's because we went to uh, the open house at Jenna School. We might have mentioned this. <laughs> And and uh, we're in the group with kindergartners starting.
0: Yeah, these are currently pre-K children, not yeah, in kindergarten yet. This
1: is a private school. And one lady was like, um, well, do you guys have a gifted program for, <laughs> for the kinderg-
0: kindergartners?"
1: And I'm thinking, wait a second. First of all, how do you even know your kid is gifted? I mean, they're, in, they're not even in kindergarten kids, yet. All but white <laughs> kids
0: are gifted. But okay. he makes the point. That no matter what your child's deal is, they're gifted because either they're too smart for school.
1: Yeah, and that's why they don't do or well. Or if
0: they burn puppies for a living, you know, then they're too creative yeah. for school.
1: <laughs> so, so, that's, so if they don't do well in school, they're still gifted, but they're yeah. just schools just below yeah, them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're too smart they're just, for school. They're just so outside of what school can handle. Oh, yeah. You know, they're gifted, though. Yeah. Hilarious, More gifted for kindergarten. Uh, uh, white people love having black friends as yes. well. Number fourteen, I love that one. Um, the point he makes too is that if if uh, if there's a black friend, it's a possibility this black friend is several people's only black friend. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> friends with all white people. Yeah. So awesome stuff. It love is it. Funny. Thing. Check it out. And the number one thing that white people like on the, the first article is coffee.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: I <laughs> haven't read that one there. But
1: I don't know that I have either. I'll have
0: to check it out. So far, I haven't seen anything that's you know questionable morally. I, of course, I probably didn't look for anything either. But anyway, good stuff, clean. You know, as far as I know, I guess that was my point. I just want to say it was it was clean comedy, which is hard to find. It's hard to find it good, is. witty, intelligent. Mm-hmm. And this stuff is definitely very intelligent. It's good stuff. They so. do.
1: It's like a window into the world that, that I didn't even realize. Seeing
0: yourself from outside. Yeah, th- that it's everybody good. else thinks that, too. It's good stuff. But. Uh, and uh, we do have an email. Mm-hmm. So um, this is from Jim. Jim says, hey, uh, hey, guys, just wanted to send blessings to you in the show. I downloaded every week to my iPod along with Geek Loves Nerd and several others from NPR. Obviously, so this was written to an NL cast, but I felt felt it fit better on Geek Loves Nerd. James, I, too, am a transplant to Central Florida. A couple years ago, my wife and I came out here from California. I'd be interested in stopping by and visiting some weekend at your church and meet you. Uh, I'm the facility maintenance guy at our church. And any list lists the, lists the uh, church name and city. It's pretty close to us. I heard you say uh, you came out this way a couple of weeks ago. So you know where the city is. Yeah, we used to live there. Is it La- Lakeland? Um, yeah, it's Lakeland. Stalkers. There's about a million churches there. And there's so about I think a million safe. people named Jim. <laughs> yeah. Um, finally, I want to thank you for turning me on to the Doctor Who series. See, and then we talked about that mm-hmm. on Geek Club's Nerd. I had never heard of it before. I'm enjoying all of the available episodes on Netflix on demand. Thanks again. I'll email every now and again, keep up the great podcast, Jim. So thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. And uh, I guess that's about it then. It's a good show, Jen. Thanks. So, uh, guys, I'd encourage you to check out our website, geeklovesnerd.com. Check out the forums. Hey, you know what, Jen? There's a very distinct possibility that Geeklovesnerd Nerd will be getting its very own iPhone app wow. very soon. I just, I'm just i talking with some folks, getting it set up.
1: I want all the proceeds to that to yeah, go to me.
0: Yeah, geeklovesnerd at gmail.com. That's how you send us your comments, questions, feedback, show ideas, topics, also, you can call 9203 GLNGLN for your comments and stuff. Till next time, uh, Miss Jen, I loved you. Why'd you call me Miss Jen? I yeah, loved that's what you I call too. you at
1: church. <laughs> Pastor James, I loved you too. I love too. you too,
0: Mrs. Jennifer.
1: <laughs> Loser. Pastor James. <laughs>